Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. So I want it to be known. I'm not trying to get by with something that someone doesn't know. This is Matthew Ball's sermon. Amen. And so I'll let you know that here this evening. Matthew chapter number 10, verse number 41 through 42. The Bible speaks these words. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward reward and whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple verily I say unto you he shall in no wise lose his reward now I'm not Matthew Ball I am Paul McGee I will probably not preach this like Matthew Ball I've never heard Matthew Ball preach this but it is the word of the Lord and I want to convey it to the best of my ability tonight and minister this, a prophet's reward, a prophet's reward. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. But the scripture further down says that even if you give to one of these, a prophet, a cup of cold water in the name of the disciple, you'll no wise you lose even your reward. Amen. Let's ask the Lord to touch us tonight, our hearts and our souls. Father, I pray God in this world, Lord, missions, commitment, service. God, that you're able to touch us afresh and anew. God, the objective, Lord God, for the service, Lord Jesus, tonight is, Lord, to minister concerning the need, Lord, of our perspective on souls. God, our perspective, Lord Jesus, on giving. Our perspective, God, on going. I pray, oh Lord, today that you're able to help us, Lord, in this service. I pray, oh God, tonight, Lord, that you're able to speak, Lord, to our hearts. God, not just to our minds, but to our hearts. God, and you're able to speak to us as a people, Lord, through your word. Let it find a lodging place, Lord, in our lives. And we'll not fail to thank you and appreciate you, Lord Jesus, tonight for it. In the name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen and amen. The church say amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Everything throughout the word of the Lord that Jesus Christ had ever taught is important. No matter really whatever the subject matter may be, it is important. Every word the Bible says that proceedeth out of the mouth of God undoubtedly is bread and manna from heaven. His words he spoke in the scripture were both spirit and they are also life. All of God's word from Genesis to Revelation, it is all good. But while that may be the case, we must also understand that the last words of the Lord Jesus Christ must be significant. Again, nobody in their life are going to waste the last words that they would share from their life. And so his last words that he spoke before he ever left the earth in his earthly ministry, 33 and a third or so years upon the earth, he left the earth with leaving us instructions and words of special significance. His last instructions, his last reminders for his church. While all of God's word and the gospel is truth and it is of immeasurable value to you and I, his last words was certainly a reminder of the main thing. 
and the main purpose that he wanted it to be embedded upon our hearts and mind. And that main focus was basically this. It's recorded all throughout the Gospels. It's recorded in Matthew, the final chapter of Matthew 28. We find it in Mark, whenever Mark recorded it in Mark 16 in Luke. He records it both in the last book of Luke and also in the book of Acts chapter number 1. It's called and it's what we refer to as the Great Commission. Just before Jesus leaves, he gives us his last words as a people. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations in the book of Matthew. He says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. As Mark records it, Luke records the last words of the Lord like this. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. This is what's known to be the Great Commission. It's the mandate of the Lord to his disciples. He's leaving the earth, but he's not left them without instruction. And when we understand those are the last words of the Lord, we understand that is the reason and one of the great reasons why the church exists. It's one of the main businesses, if you will, of the church, and that is it's the people business. It is the main thing. In Luke chapter number 2, and we read also in Acts that the, the Bible records that the event of Jesus ascending to heaven and those that witnessed that, that just before Jesus ascended into the heaven, there were these words that he spoke to those that were next to him in Acts 1 and 8. It says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things the Bible says while they beheld he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight the Holy Ghost he said shall come upon you and you should be endued with power from on high again one of the primary purposes of the spirit that you and I have received and that we have and thank God for the Holy Ghost right but the ultimate one of the ultimate purposes of it being in our life is this it's not just to make us feel good although we experienced this morning the Holy Ghost can make you feel good it's not just to give us goosebumps as we call them but it does uh, that as well when we pray and when we worship it enables us also to speak in other tongues as the spirit would give the utterance but also in Acts it says it was given to us that we would have power to be witnesses to witness the gospel the death the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ to each and every individual and soul that we would come in contact with it would give us the power to witness about the life-changing power of the cross how the Lord can truly make all things new in the life of an individual. And so that is the purpose of the church. It's a purpose that we don't need to lose sight of. It's very easy sometimes to be distracted by a lot of other things that happen within the context of the church. But we don't need to miss the purpose of the church of being a soul-saving station, of being a refuge and a shelter for those that are in need. I oftentimes used to speak as an evangelist when we went to churches for revival, and sometimes I led with it sometimes whenever I was getting ready to open a sermon, and I would talk to them about how we don't need to get as a church as just being in survival mode, but we we want to be in revival mode. Amen. That's seeing the ones that are lost found. That's seeing those that need restored, restored. And that's seeing a bunch of other stuff. But we don't just want to get stuck in survival mode. We need revival mode. Can someone say amen? So the heartbeat of the church, amen, is then going into the world. 
going into the world and doing our father's business, so to speak, going into the fields and reaching the lost souls of humanity. I don't know if anybody noticed this morning, but I was reaching for lost people today. I was reaching for lost people this morning, giving them hope, amen, that there is a way back to the Father's house or there is even a way to the Father's house. And so at the heart of the Great Commission is that word. Very simple. It's made up of two letters, but it is the word go. There is no fulfilling of the Great Commission without going. Go implies action. Go implies getting up. Go implies getting about outside of your routine. It means breaking free from fear and going and getting out in an inward mindset and getting outside of that. It means getting outside of thinking selfishly about ourselves and what's good for us. It's about going into the world, amen, and being an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. It is and should be. A fire that should burn within us. Even an urgency more today than ever before. Amen. As we see things come about in our world that points to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to go into the world, the Bible says, and preach the gospel to every creature. Because the church, we cannot in the last days lose our going. We cannot lose in our reaching. We cannot lose in our prayers of fervency for those that don't know the Lord. We cannot lose. Amen. That. We can have everything else if we lose that we've lost our purpose we've lost the reason that we have been stationed here upon the world for so we got to go into all the world we can't get so inward focused that we don't have an outward focus we can't get so concerned about FAC and Mount Carmel although we need to think about them that we don't think about the greater world that's outside even the limits of our community amen so we got to fix our eyes amen on the harvest that is all around us beyond the United States and even further we cannot lose our go and if we've lost it we got to get back to it if it's not been a concern we got to revive it within our memories and in our minds because each of us are here tonight because somebody win because somebody win and so one of the most confi- the most frequent commands of Jesus in scripture is that two letter word of go Matthew 22 and verse 9 reads it like this go ye therefore into the highways and as many as you find bid it says to the marriage Matthew 10 verses 7 and 8 and it says and as ye go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand and it is heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out devils freely you have received and freely give over and over Jesus's command to his disciples in that day and for the disciples of this day is go he says go into the highways and to the byways he says go into the cities go into the villages go to your friends go to the lost sheep of Israel go into all the world go to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the utter, everybody say the utter and the uttermost part of the earth. So what God is doing then and what God is doing now and for I hope what God is doing for us in this service is stirring in our hearts again in his church to getting back to going getting back to going getting back to the fire of evangelism if you say. The Bible says in John 4 35 say not ye that there are yet four months And then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes. Look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He said, look at the fields. 
He's not necessarily talking about literal fields here. He's talking about the fields of the people, the Samaritans, the world of the people that were lost. He said, look at the fields. They are white. They are all ready to harvest. What is he doing? Jesus is taking the focus of his disciples and he wants it to be focused upon the purpose. He wants it to be focused upon their plan. He said, Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. In other words, I got to be about my father's business. I got to be about what God wants. He had been talking to the Samaritan woman at the well. He'd been telling her what? About living water. Not just well, not just well water, but living water. He was talking to her about the spirit of God that would truly satisfy her soul. And so when he's talking to the disciples, he's trying to relate to them. This is what it's about. It's not about literal water. It's not about a literal harvest. He says it's about the souls of the world. It's about those that are hungry and thirsty for something that maybe their lips have not even touched or their tongue have drank of yet. He said, but we got to get to them and we got to get it out and we don't need your disciples to be sidetracked from your purpose because it's my purpose amen because in reality what happens life gets busy church gets busy church gets busy we do so many things we're ministering the gospel we've done this and that but you know what the Lord says there's a woman here the Bible says he purposely went by Samaria amen to meet the woman to have the conversation with the woman he said I got to stay focused I can't just allow and Jesus could everything that was going on in his life what was leading up in his life it would have been easy to be distracted thinking there were more important things but his purpose for coming was the purpose of a woman at a well amen that needed some water to drink of so we got to stay alert as a church we got to stay alert as a family of God to our mission of the father's business and that means we must go now here's the thing, whenever we talk about the Great Commission that we oftentimes think about, when we think about Jesus saying go, and ask, just, just tell me today if this is not true, that whenever we talk about Jesus saying go into all the world and preach the gospel, we start to wrongly think that's a missionary's job. That's an evangelist's job. That's some preacher's job. That's the missionary's job to leave their land and their comforts and travel to some foreign place. And it's their job. It's the call of God upon their life. And, and so, you know, that really doesn't relate to me because I'm not call, called or I can't go, you know, to some remote region of the land, to some uh, third world country. That does not mean me. But to interpret scripture like that for the commission is to wrongly interpret it. That's just not applying to missionaries or evangelists or pastors. That go is for you and I. Go is not only talking about a distant land because we're all called to go. Go is talking about the land that even your feet walk on each and every day. Go is reaching your family. Go is reaching your friends. Go is reaching coworkers. Go is reaching the man at the supermarket. Go is reaching the woman that's at the bank. 
Go is reaching the girl or the boy that goes to the same school that you go to. Go is reaching your neighbor. Go is reaching somebody that you meet on the street. We are all called to go. We just need to define what our mission field is. The world's not just Africa and Asia and China. Amen. The world is your neighbor next door. Your world is the one that you oftentimes run into. The world is the man that you work with. The world is the woman that you share an office with. That's your mission field. That's where you can go. That's where you can reach. Amen. The world is the teenagers that's within our community. Amen. Others who are searching. Others that are hungry. Others that are desperate for answers. We can't lose our go and put it off just on the ministry or the preachers or the missionaries or the evangelists. We got to take it on our shoulders. Amen. If we've lost it, we got to get it back because our mission field is right here. Bible says, Acts 1a, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. <laughs> Jerusalem, Judea, and he says, the uttermost part of the earth that you're to be a witness unto. But we're failing sometimes to realize we get fastened on the uttermost part. But if you square it back, Judea, Samaria, Jerusalem, those were all areas within distance of those disciples. It wasn't the, Jerusalem was an uttermost for them. Jerusalem was where the power came down and infused them from on high. Amen. Their mission field was right where their feet was planted. There used to be an old song that said, Jesus, I believe in you and I would go to the ends of the earth. We used to, years ago, that song used to be sung. It would be an easy song to sing and a safe song to sing. Amen. But the problem of the fact is this. Most of us tonight, let's just get real. Most of us standing here tonight or sitting, rather, are not going to be called to Africa. Not going to be called to Papua New Guinea or China or Haiti or whatever the country may be. Most of us are not going to be called to these places. And so can we say, though, Jesus, I believe in you and I would go to the end of the world, the song says, but will you go to the end of your street? Will you go to the end of the street? Will you go to the end of the row? Amen. Jesus believes in you and he has commissioned us to go. Brother McGee, how can you go and teach a Bible study to your neighbor? Can you go to a man who is in prison? Can you go pray for someone that is an addict or an alcoholic? Amen. Say, well, I, you know, I'm willing, God, to go wherever you send me uh, if it's Africa. But when he doesn't call us to Africa, amen, we're not off the hook. We still need to go. Amen. Right here within our community and within our town. To the ends of the world might be right next door for you. To the ends of the world might be within your own family context, but we must go. Someone say amen. The place is really immaterial, whether it's Africa, China, or Haiti. Amen. But the thing is, the commission, the commission is important. We must go. And everybody say, I have been called to a mission field. We have been called to a mission field within our church, within our community, our neighborhood. It matters not. Some people find their mission field in a nursing home. Brother McGee, get serious. No, that's a mission field. Some people find a mission field in an apartment complex. No way. Yes, sir. That's a mission field. Your high school, the college out here at WVC can be a mission field. 
field. Amen. Women's shelter that we have in town can be your mission field. Need somebody to volunteer and go and get involved. Amen. Local hospitals. I mean, that might just seem out there. No, it can be your mission field. Troubled teens, mission field. Single mother, Sister Rhonda, mission field. Senior citizens uptown, mission field. All of those are mission fields, and we must understand that. We can't think as though, well, that's them, and that's not me. No, it's us. It's us just as much as it is them. Amen. We need to feel like we have a mission. Amen. When's the last time that you felt like you had a mission in the church? A mission as a Holy Ghost saint of God. Amen. Not somewhere to sit back, but somewhere to be involved, to go, to be an individual and part of a church that is on a mission. Amen. Someone say amen. Anybody ready to go? Maybe some would say, well, Brother McGee, if you was getting together a group to go to Jamaica right now, I might consider going on the mission trip. But are you ready to go here? Amen. Are you ready to go here? Amen. All across us, there is opportunities to be missionaries within our town, within our family, and within our region. But there is a special breed of people. It's the people that lay, their cards lay upon this table tonight that truly are, by a definition of the word, missionaries. There are people even throughout God's word who were notable as missionaries. The book of Acts is filled with them and tells their story. They were a breed of men and people unlike any other. The Bible says many of them hazarded their lives for the sake of the gospel. Many of them stared into the faces of what they called barbarians. They, they didn't even know their, the language that they spoke and yet they were reaching them. They, they walked over rugged terrain on their own feet and would travel for days to reach people. There's the apostle that's shaking his viper off into the fire, you know, subjecting themselves you know to harm and even incarceration amen and rodent infested prisons all for the sake amen of being missionaries night and day spent on a vessel that's upon the sea being missionaries people that had calloused hands from the work of being a missionary worn out feet misshapen if you will arms because of their endeavors being a missionary and they spoke oftentimes not to people that wanted to hear them they spoke to people that did not want anything to do with the truth and were unreceptive to the truth. Uh, we have this great advantage today coming into a heated building and, and being able to preach and no one's throwing any eggs or tomatoes and there's no lewd words being taken from the audience. But that hasn't always been the case. That had always been the case. There's people that preceded me as preachers and evangelists that had to deal with the lewd remarks and with tomatoes literally and eggs thrown. Amen. But there were those missionaries in fields still yet today that are dealing with some very unsavory circumstances to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we still have missionaries today, not just in the time of the gospels, not just in the time of the book of Acts, but still today, the namies are some and there's others before us that are missionaries today who are what men and women that are willing to leave the comforts of home to leave the comforts of the safeties of the laws of the United States of America go to foreign fields and preach to people they do not know to go and share the gospel they're a rare breed I tell you they really are oftentimes they introduce them in our conferences as heroes and I believe that wholeheartedly. They left the comforts of their home. They have say, said goodbye to their families. There's people over there that's there without their children. 
There's people over there will not see their grandchildren grow up as you see your grandchildren grow up. They have sold all their earthly possessions and they went over there with whatever they had in their suitcase. They're in remote, some of them very remote regions of the land. Unknown, often unfriendly places they are there, but they're there to preach the gospel. Why? Because they felt they have been commissioned to go even to the uttermost part of the world. They are rare. They are special people. I think, it's, I think it's absolutely important to give them honor and give them gratitude for the work. If not even with your support, do it with your prayer. Amen. To support them because I believe in Scripture, and this is what Pastor Ball has reiterated in this message, that there is a special reward in heaven for those type of people. The Bible talks about that we will receive crowns. The Bible talks about in particular about crowns being received for the souls that have been saved. It's in your Bible. That's New Testament scripture. But here are these missionaries that no doubt, because of their service for the work of the Lord, I can't even imagine what their crown concerning soul winning is going to look like someday whenever eternity, amen, starts really for you and I. But there's something no doubt reserved that is special for them. Our Bible scripture tonight in Matthew 10 talks about a prophet's reward. A prophet is nothing more than one who speaks the word of God. Every time I up here preaching, I'm prophesying. Amen. Prophesying. It is a messenger. It is a voice piece. It is, if you will, a missionary. A missionary. A prophet's reward. Undoubtedly, they're speaking the word of God. It's a missionary's reward. It's reserved for those who have made the uncommon sacrifice of spending their lives in the trenches of a country not their own. And they have this soul winner's crown that no doubt they will inherit someday. No doubt a special crown perhaps even for missionaries. A prophet's reward. A missionary's reward. Can you imagine that? And yet the Bible says, the word of the Lord says in Matthew 10, that if you give a cup of water to one of these that you will not lose out in getting a reward. In other words, if you receive a prophet, if you receive a missionary, and you give a cup of water to a prophet, or you give a cup of water to a missionary, you will receive the reward of a prophet, and you will receive the reward of a missionary. This is a tremendous concept, ladies and gentlemen. Amen to digest tonight. What I'm saying tonight is this. It's very unlikely. It may happen. If we ever send a missionary from here, God bless it. Amen. We'll support it and we'll fan the flames. Amen. Of that for you and send you in Jesus' name. But it might be unlikely if anybody ever sells their house around here and goes to Africa. You might not be selling both your vehicles and leave your family and your friends and the first apostolic church in Mount Carmel to go to a remote area or perhaps on an isolated island, amen, of Papua New Guinea thousands, thousands of miles away that's very, very rudimentary you may never go there but if you'll give a cup of water if you'll give a little money, if you'll give a little prayer to the missionaries that are in Papua New Guinea you'll get the reward that they get because whenever you receive a prophet when you receive a missionary and give and offer whatever it may be to them, you will not lose your reward either. You'll receive. Oh, someone say hallelujah. You may never be like, and I'm telling you about real missionaries that we have, that we support. You may never be like the missionaries of brother and sister Azar that so happened to be in the Middle East who daily, 
note that daily they drive through sections of Beirut amen that are controlled by Hezbollah and Hamas daily they drive through there they are going into places into Egypt one of the most hostile spiritual environments if you will on the earth they go there in undercover almost like spies just for the purpose of baptizing new converts you may never go there but you can give them a cup of water your feet may never hit that land but you can give them a cup of water you can support by prayer and by money and you can also receive a prophet's reward someone say amen Anybody remember the Moorfields? We had the Moorfields here at one time. Hey Amen. The Moorfields from India. They came here and they ministered for us and they shared their heart. Do you know that Brother Moorfield, he lives out of a suitcase and has the whole time that he's been on the mission field to date? He has no home for years now, not even an apartment. He lives out of that suitcase. And he'll go from place to place living in some very difficult places. 120 degrees off times where he is going. And yet he's preaching, he's baptizing, and thousands are receiving the baptism. He doesn't even have a home to his name of any sort except his suitcase. Now you may not receive or go over there with your suitcase and do the same thing as Paul Moorfield. But if you can put $10 this, this starting next month in an envelope every month for a year, you're there alongside him sleeping where he sleeps experiencing what he's and if you give him a cup of cold water you're not lacking in your reward either can someone say amen <laughs> hallelujah someone say hallelujah so maybe something god might call a missionary from here man i just here recently at brother matt produce church brother and brother and sister marshall the very good instrumental people in his church ran their bus taught home bible studies all the stinking time amen right arm people to them are just now being trained under rick amen barnett and the barnett's over in papua new guinea to be in the the shadow grooming for being missionaries there in that country because the barnett's are getting older and we can't allow the baton to pass off that's not far from here newcastle someone called a missionary some the fever could hit the first apostolic church nothing impossible but if it don't that doesn't mean you can't go <laughs> that doesn't mean you cannot go if you if you do go if God puts that on you don't be afraid of it he'll give you the grace sufficient in order to accomplish the cat the task if he puts that upon you our calling may not be a missionary but it doesn't keep us from having the missionaries reward because when you give a cup of cold water through prayer, through giving, you know what you do? You make their load just a little bit lighter. You alleviate a little bit of their thirst. Huh? Of what they're experiencing on the front lines of their missionary work. The devils that they are fighting. Huh? The suffering they are contending with. The sacrifices that they are making. You know what happens if you give? They don't have to think about what they're going to eat that month because they have the money to take care of it. You have to worry about, you know, uh, the, the, the lease on the building or the lease on where they're staying. Amen. Because they know that someone's here going along with them at a distance. Amen. The apostle Paul, the Bible speaks that he was in a code, you know, prison himself. He had times of being tired. His body was worn out. He spent himself, the Bible says, for the gospel's sake. He found himself oft times in deplorable conditions. Amen. And you may never, none of us may never be the apostle Paul. But you know what? Timothy says, I might not either. 
I may never be Paul. I can only do what I can do. He says, but Paul, you know what? I can give you a cup of cold water, prophet. I can give you a cup of cold water. Amen. And when he did that, he's standing in line for the prophet's reward just like Paul was. Because when you give them that cup, when you give them that prayer, when you give them that finance, amen, that enables them, that encourages them, that makes their load just a little bit lighter. Someone say amen. How do we do that? We do this is real. How do we do that? You can do that by prayer. If you can't give a dime this coming year, that does not keep you from giving prayer this coming year. I don't know anybody that's, in a literal sense, bankrupt in the prayer department. You can open your wallet and always find prayer. You can open your purse and always find prayer. You can check your account at whatever bank institution you have and always see there's prayer. You can pray. You pray for a missionary, that's just as much as giving them a cup of water. That's just as much. And they need that. And they can also use tonight our financial, our financial support as well. Think about it for a moment. Can you imagine right now, Terry and Rhonda McGee, leaving those grandbabies, Tasha leaving her, Zach and Sarah, getting on a plane, traveling maybe, 35 to 36, probably further than that, 9,000 miles to land down on a place you don't know anybody. And you're going to start teaching Sunday school to a bunch of kids that don't even know your language. You've left family and friends. You're going to miss your children. You're going to miss those grandkids growing up. You're going to be in a culture that's different from your own, different rules, different regulations than the United States. You're going to endure times of loneliness. You're going to be there during the holidays. Wouldn't you want somebody just to give you a cup of cold water? Not to mention the worry that they have each day. How are you going to feed Brother Terry? Huh? So she worries about that now. How are you going to keep the gas and whatever type of maybe little motorcycle you're riding around? Moped. I'm serious. I've seen them, little moped, you're wanting, you know, gas to get to the next meeting because you're doing five in a day to preach at five different places. Just having basic necessities sometimes is just, you know, it, it should not be a worry of theirs. Should not be a worry of theirs because I believe they've sacrificed great enough already. They should not have to worry about finances. We can give them a cup of cold water. There are some over there. There are some in different countries. And, of course, you know, the, di- the dynamics of, of the money exchange for each country is different. You know, for some, it's going to be good exchange, American dollars, to their foreign go- currency. But there's others going to be quite horrific that it takes a lot of American money just to even get a little scratch of something. And there's some of them, many of them, that live on $1,200 a month or less to pay their bills, do their travel, do their stuff. And someone's probably saying, yeah, I even know less of that. I understand that. But $1,200 here over at another place could be $600. Amen. And Norway is very expensive. But if you can give them a cup of cold water, in heaven someday when we're all gathering around the throne and we have people like we've seen on that screen that's just as much as part of my church family as you are. Those Asian faces and those, huh? Those African faces and 
all those different faces. We're all there and the crowns are being given out and rewards are being passed out. And God's given all the special crowns, you know, to the missionaries that went to the uttermost part regions of the earth. But wait a minute. What's happening here? I'm getting a crown that looks very similar to theirs. How in the world? Because I paused in my lifetime. My feet never hit there. But I paused in my lifetime to give a cup of water to a missionary. I prayed for a missionary. And so we have a reward because we entered into their labors. Amen. Brother Alex, if you could come here this evening. Tonight it's important. It's important for me to give you instruction. And I know many of you perhaps were here last year whenever we did this, but to give instruction. The commitment that you made last year in the month of March or in the month you made it in the month of March, but you started paying in the month of April last year. That commitment that you made last year does not end until the end of this month. The end of this month. Whenever you fill out a new commitment for this year, it's even right there on your card that this begins in the month of April. You'll start paying this, this if it's a new amount or if it's the same amount. And if you want to do the same thing that you did last year, grab the same name up here, fill it out exactly like you did, and put it, amen, in, uh, on the table or in the offering plate, amen, here before we leave tonight. But what you put on these cards will start next month, your commitment of what you make. They will start next month. And they will last all the way until the following year, 2012. And they'll end at the end of March or 20, 2020. It'll end at the end of March 2020. So it's a full year. When we say a full year, it goes all the way. It wraps all the way around to make a full calendar year. It doesn't end at December. It goes all the way from January, February, March. It will end at March of the following year. And so if you feel like sponsoring somebody, amen, at whatever amount. It has a spot there of some amounts. But if that's not you and say, Brother McGee, I only give $2 a month. There's the other spot. You can put $2 in there a month. You fill everything out, even on the bottom. Fill everything out. That bottom portion is going to stay with us. We'll send that to national. It would be my recommendation. Whenever you put the monthly pledge, you put the monthly pledge for the missionary. They have spots there. You can put a monthly pledge for a region because there's all kinds of different regions of Africa and South Asia. But to make it simple, it just, just, just support a missionary. And on the left-hand side in that box, you put whatever you put up here. The top is yours. Because you can put that, and I, people did this. I've been in y'all's houses, some of you, since last year. And I've seen in your houses your little missions commitment card hanging up on your refrigerator. That's a reminder that that family we're supporting. With our resources, I did this for a monthly pledge. But I'm also going to support them with prayer. I'm going to think about them. Many of these, you can find many of these missionaries on Facebook, Instagram. And you can see sometimes they'll post things, what's going on with their life. Even just what's going on with their natural life. You know what's going on with their kids or so on and so forth. I recommend you joining the ALJC World Missions page on Facebook. There's oftentimes videos going up there and reminders about what's happening over in the foreign field. Why? Why would I do? Man, if I'm going to invest in something, I'm interested in what's going on with my investment. Amen. I love to see it whenever I hear reports of missionaries that my wife and I support. X number of people got filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, five, five congregations that were Trinitarian got baptized. Yeah, that's excellent. And whenever they rejoice, you know what I'm doing over here in the United States? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What is that? That's a cold cup of water. 
that's at work. And so the desire, the desire, this is not my desire. This is a national desire. And we didn't accomplish last year, but I'm not holding God to know, to know certain terms. But the desire is that all the cards that we have, we would exhaust. Amen. Desires also have new support. Perhaps someone that never supported before. Take it. Take someone on for $5 or $3. Again, this begins next month. It will end then in 2020 at the month of March. For one year, one year commitment. One year commitment. If you did it last year, you can't do it this year. Okay, whatever. Amen. But we're there, this, this time right now, as we start to, to play, amen, you can come and get a card. If you have a missionary or I know I, I want the exact ones, then come up to this table, grab a missionary card, fill it out. Amen. And after you fill it out, you can tear at the perforation and you can give the bottom portion to us and you keep the top portion. But before we do all of that, Amen. And you come get your cards and you fill them out. Before you hand any of it back in, I want us to fill these altars up front. I want us to hold on to these cards. And I want us to raise them to heaven. And I want us to pray for those people that you hold in your hand. I want you to pray for their families. I want you to pray for their health. I want you to pray for the wealth. I want you to pray for their ministries and what to come to fruition in these foreign countries. I want you to pray that God would burden you with the burden that they have. Burden you with the burden that they have for their country and for their people. If we can stand here tonight, brother and sister Mason, if you can prepare, amen, a song here this evening. These cards are up here. There's more than one of them. There's more than one of them. You can look at it. It'll tell you who the family is underneath there. It'll tell you what year they were appointed as a missionary. It'll tell you what region they serve in. It will tell you what country that they operate and work in. Amen. Hallelujah. Just be sensitive to the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.